we got a super special guest, uh, Mr. Bill Layler from Port Moody, Canada. Um, Bill, I've known since 2014, and from the first time I met him, I knew uh, this guy was going to be a rock star, and I was just blown away first time I met him. And uh, no doubts, now, I think, what, uh, seven years later, you're absolutely crushing life, and uh, we are so, so honored to have you today. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, John. And you were definitely a mentor and an inspiration to me when I first met you, so it's great to be here. It's an honor, man. And, you know, Bill, do share with us uh, a little bit about your journey. You started 2013 or 14 in real estate sales. It was licensed halfway through 2013. Okay. Okay. So in the half year, I remember you telling me you weren't doing much. You were doing two sales in the first six. I did one sale, $6,000 in income in that first six months. So you obviously went into debt. Went into heavy debt. Heavy debt. And I was buying internet leads. It's something crazy. And uh, yeah, maxed out credit cards and was in a world of pain. (laughs) In the world of pain. So first six months, one deal. And then when was it that you found uh, your coach, uh, Mike, Mike Ferry? I I found Mike Ferry my second year. I uh, found another coach in my first year, Haas Pratt, who was a former Mike Ferry coach and had an expired and for sale by owner system. Mm. and followed his coaching company in that first year and really focused on uh, those two um, lead sources. 49 transactions in your first full year in real estate simply by hitting expireds and for sale by owners. What was the the, the, the uh, split between FISBO and expireds? It was eight, 18 for sale by owners, 18 FISBOs, and uh, the remaining 10 or 15 deals were either sign calls or double ends. Sign calls or double ends? No sphere. No sphere. No, no sphere. No. Why didn't you call any one of your friends or family? Uh, I was 20, I was 25, 26 at the time. Friends weren't, uh, weren't too well funded. Uh, family members, I was pretty young. So thought, uh, I don't know, thought the best way would be to go after the expires for sale by owners, follow my coach's lead and, and followed the system he had in place. And it was working. So kept going with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it worked out really, really well. Um, you know, most people get to coaching and they sign up for coaching, but you really took it to heart and you did everything that the coach told you. And therefore you had high results. Did you ever doubt the coach at all? There's always doubt in the beginning, right? in the beginning of any program, I'm sure was evaluating it to see whether it worked or not. But uh, early in the process, I was able to achieve or, or set a listing appointment with both lead sources. And once you see that possibility of success and then actually list it and sell it, then it was just repeat as much as we can, as fast as we can. Okay, tell, tell us about this, because uh, you were telling me, I remember this 2014 when I first met you, 10 hours of cold calling a day. This was five, six days a week, right? That was, uh, we were in on Sundays as well. Yeah, I was in on Sundays. Yeah, didn't stop. So 365, 24, 7, 10 hours a day, you were cold calling or door knocking in Port Moody, right? Correct. At that time, I was I had an expanded market. Uh, I was calling anywhere from uh, Maple Ridge, Burnaby and the Tri-Cities. And I definitely was in the office 7 a.m. every day and was calling, wouldn't leave until 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm speechless. I, at, at the height of it, I never did that. 
right? And I was doing it for a prolonged period of time. And Mike Ferry asked you, you know, some people take five to 10 years, 15 years to reach, you know, top 1% to sell 50 homes a year. And he asked you, um, how? Most people wait. You didn't wait. How? Right. Well, we talked about this. What, the most important, most important piece for any agent that wants to be highly productive is creating that connection between your day-to-day -day activities and the goals you're setting for yourself. So I was fortunate early in my career to have a goal to achieve financial freedom. Mm. By the time I was 32, I had a piece of paper on my desk that said $10 million by 32. Wow. And every single morning, that was my inspiration. I was working towards that goal and I wanted to have that financial freedom by 32. And I was willing to do whatever it took in that three to four year period to make sure that happened. Interesting. So tell me more about that because 10 million is such a, it's a round number. It's a great number. It's, you know, eight digits, but what's so inspiring about 10 million? What does it do for you? Uh, well, now it is a great base to expand the company, but at the time it was probably just a round number, something that when you look at, uh, yeah, you look at what you want to achieve and, and what would provide that opportunity, $10 million seemed, seemed like a goal. Obviously, I don't know why we picked it, but that's what we picked. <laughs> Yeah. So when you first started, then um, that, so when you first started, you, you put down 10 million by 32. Right. And today you are how old? I am 33. Today. 33. And that's a reality today, right? A reality today. Last year with the market changing, I wasn't so sure whether the, the net worth was there with the market dropping so much, but we're, we're back in, yeah, well above that now. Well above that by now, 32 years old, uh, more than uh, $10 million. I don't know if Suki's here, uh, Jay, um, some of us young guys, uh, not us young guys, those young guys, <laughs> they're 17 years old and 23 years old. They're, you are an inspiration to, to us all. Um, at such a young age to be able to do this, did you, were you um, fearful at all going through this whole process? Fearful. Mm-hmm. There's definitely been times that I, yeah, you're concerned and uh, there's been stress and, and have that major growth opportunities. Um, focusing on yourself and your own personal development, where I was able to be comforted was once I found the, the program, go after expires, go after sale by owners, door knock. And I had the confidence to know that if I put the time in, that I'd be able to find a client that would result in income. That relieved a lot of the stress. Just having that confidence, knowing that, if I go back and prospect for 10 to 12 hours, I'll find myself a listing that will sell and will provide me a certain level of cash flow. <laughs> you're such a machine. <laughs> 10, 12 hours a day, guys. If you're not doing that, you know, you probably don't deserve 49 transactions in your first full year in real estate. So fast forward, third year, Mike said you, you were going to be selling 100 properties. And there you go, selling 100 property, properties in your third year in real estate. Correct. Right. And that, that was when the snowball really started to accumulate. Right. I mean, again, like how? It's the same mentality. Just rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. I knew what we had to do, knew how many people we had to talk to. It was extremely dedicated. Like it's not, it's not like every single morning you're studying the market, role playing and practicing your scripts, continually improving your presentation skills. Real estate is a fairly simple business once you master those four or five areas. And then from that level, it's just your efficiency. How many times can you duplicate it? How many hours can you continue prospecting? 
and how much of the day-to-day -day can you pass on to your assistants or your support team? Mm, okay. It's very systematic for you. It's very matter of fact, it sounds like. Yeah. You don't judge the process. You just fo follow the process and, and go for it. Yeah. And especially once you've had that success, you've made the cold call or you've made the expired call. You've turned it into a listing appointment. You've listed it and sold it. Once you have confidence in that process, then you just got to go after it as much as you can or as hard as you can, or I guess as hard as you want. People give up though. How, how come you didn't give up? Well, at the beginning, it was my only choice, right? I came out that six months fairly financially strapped and mm. uh, needed to find a way to succeed and then had those goals for myself. So um, that is the hardest part. And we talked to one of our agents uh, this morning about that. She was on the phones cold calling for two months and didn't get any business from it. Mm -hmm. And then her first week of the third month found herself a $1.8 million listing and has been able to turn that one listing into another couple more listings. Wow. And now has been paid back for all the time she spent on the mojo or on the calling system, right. developing that, uh, that one listing. So guys, if you don't stop, if you don't quit, you, you always win. There's just, there's no option. You keep beating it. I mean, you keep chopping that tree down. It's eventually it's going to come down, right? People quit three inches from gold. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And, and so you didn't quit. And then now fast forward. So you are in your eighth year in real estate and you gave in your license last year. Correct. Yeah. I'm out of, I'm out of the sales team. You're out of the sales team. How did you even let go? I mean, that's such a, you're walking away from like a couple million bucks of uh, GCI every single year. Partially, I'm partially. So we still have agents and really I had a really good agent last year that I trusted that would be able to convert. So I was able to pass on my client database to him, knowing that he would be able to continue to service our clients. And he was very dedicated mm. with the calling himself and had his own personal success. So with that structure, we still had uh, motivation to keep him accountable and keep training him. And, and we've grown that since then. So now it's uh, at a point where we have the system, we have the training, and it's easy for agents to come in and just follow what I've done and, and for themselves to be successful as well. That's awesome. So you gave, you basically gave him your database here, go call these people. We've serviced them for years. Now it's yours. Yeah. Well, yeah, correctly, his to call. Like we still maintain ownership over it and, and right. maintain the quality control and service it with our admin. But he was able to leverage that to get some listings himself and then was doing the calling uh, to get his own clients as well. So he did extremely well. In his first 18 months coming out of a restaurant as a bartender, he was able to earn $500,000. Say again, first year, how much? First year and a half, he earned $500,000 for himself after paying the team. Okay, who wants to join Bill's team? <laughs> oh my he goodness. Worked, he worked just as hard as I've worked and the other agents that have been with us are working just as hard getting the similar results. Okay, you guys do this crazy thing. It's a mandatory 5 a.m. meeting. Not a 5 a.m. workout, guys. 5 a.m. meeting, you're suited up in the office by five, right? We allow them to come in with gym clothes, but yes, it is mandatory oh, okay. 5 a.m. And then gym... <laughs> Gym at six o'clock, uh, second training session at 7.30 a.m. And then a third training session at 8.30 a.m. That's crazy. And they get to meet you between 4.15 a.m. to 5 a.m. Yeah, to help with the pre-listing packages or any market knowledge questions. 
any questions you have to catch Bill at 4.15, between 4.15 to 5 o'clock, guys. What time do you wake up, Bill? Uh, 3.45. 3.45. If you want $10 million net worth, wake up at 3.45, guys. <laughs> I don't even know what to say from here. There may be other ways to do it. That's the, that's the path that I've chosen, and that's, uh, that's what's led to my success. So I'm happy to pass it on to anybody who's keen and, and motivated to do the same. Definitely. So how many uh, team members do you, do you have now? Uh, right now we have four people on the team. Awesome. We actually uh, had two agents that recently left. So we are looking for two more agents, more specifically ones that focusing either Burnaby or Maple Ridge. Mm -hmm. um, and to Sally's question, I go to bed at 9 p.m. every night. 9 p.m. So six and a half hours per night. Yeah. Lots of sleep. Lots of sleep. More than enough, right? <laughs> like you said. That's pretty crazy, Bill. Oh, actually, I want to do a big rewind. You had a very successful career. Well, not, oh, okay. You were a lawyer before all this. I wasn't a lawyer. I was, I finished law school and I was starting okay. articles. I never went to the bar. Okay, never went to the bar. But I mean, if you had the capability of becoming a lawyer, um, why did you decide to throw that away and come into real estate when there's no guaranteed paycheck? Good question. And it's one that I struggled with and my mom probably struggled with more than I struggled with. Um, it, I was uh, really looking to start my own company. I, mm -hmm. I didn't want to, I didn't see myself in a corporate law firm where I had to follow a number of different rules or somebody else's business plan for the rest of my career. I wanted to create my own opportunities and uh, was looking at internet startup companies or internet startup ideas mm. uh, when I started exploring real estate. And, uh, and that's what led me to real estate. I never meant to be an agent. I started actually to do an internet um, real estate company. And, and that was that first six to 12 months um, mm. as a business, which didn't work out and right. needed to find uh, cash flow opportunities. So I decided to get my license myself and, and just get involved. Yeah. And so the first six months you, you came in, you started buying online leads and it didn't work out. Right. And then you started to get coaching. So guys, 49 transactions and a hundred transactions, no online leads, no marketing whatsoever. Straight up grind. <laughs> I don't know if it's grind. Like we don't have that hard of a business. Like you sit in a call room, sipping tea, making phone calls. Like there's people digging ditches and working in the heat, we got it pretty easy. Perspective, right? I mean, again, we're, we're not out there in the 41 degrees heat digging a ditch. We're in a AC room, you know, and talking to people, all you got to do is blah, 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 and you can make millions of dollars. It's not that hard. Follow some scripts, stay dedicated, improve your mindset, improve your skills. <laughs> you make it sound so easy. How do you take all the drama and, and you know, emotion out of real estate? tough right it's tough but it makes it a lot easier when you have a system to follow and the, a system that you believe in and and it should probably put some more credit back to you john like i was early in the business and i had seen your success you'd been up on stage with mike ferry and a number of other, of other agents that had achieved what i was looking to achieve so it was easy for me to follow your lead knowing that you've been able to do it and if you were able to do it and i do what you do that i'd be able to do it as well Thank you for such a great compliment. Now we're, we're all following your lead because uh, ultimately we all want the net worth. We all want the ultimate freedom that you've created with your portfolio and all your assets. So you did talk about this. We weren't live yet. 26, 27 years old. You got yourself 
committed on how much of a loan? Uh, we signed a $16 million land loan to develop uh, 42 single family lots. Why? <laughs> 16 million, that's crazy. And like I said to you before, I do not recommend that. And, and you were gonna ask me for a couple of tips for everybody. And, and the number one would, would be to find a mentor or find somebody who's done what you're looking to do. Because I had never done that and it caused a lot of stress in, in mm. my life. And uh, if I had partnered with somebody who had more experience, I may not have made as much, but it would have eliminated the mistakes and given me the pathway. And ultimately I would have been in a better space faster by learning from somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did you have a mentor for, for the subdivision that you did? We had, we had clients that uh, had done it before that were willing to help out, but uh, um, on the development side, having a mentor may not be enough. You probably want to partner with somebody who actually has already done it so that they're fully, uh, fully engaged with you as well. So, I mean, most people don't even think that big. I mean, for, for, for most people, 1.6 million would have been like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I mean, you didn't even have money, Bill. I, I had the starts, I had some money, but I didn't have, uh, I didn't have a ton of money. And uh, yeah, I, uh, it was, uh, it was an experience. It was an experience. It definitely, I mean, that's, uh, that's very, very inspiring. And that, guys, if you are willing to take bigger risks, you know, for example, committing yourself to a $16 million loan at age 27, you can be worth uh, $10 million plus at age 32, but you have to take the risk. And I'm learning from you as well, like right now. I didn't know you that you did that. That's crazy. Yeah, it was, it was something that was definitely crazy. And again, don't recommend it. If you want to get involved in the development world, find a good partner, invest with that partner and, and leverage their experience. Yeah. So is that how you get out of complacency? You just keep getting yourself committed financially? Definitely. Yeah. I, I run at fairly low cash reserves. I'm, I'm investing whenever I have a, enough money to, to make a purchase. Yeah. So let's talk about this a little bit because we, most of us, I would think most of us have had a great first half of the year and we're about, mo most of us probably about 50, 60% ahead of our goal, what we're on track for. So how do you, how do you get out of complacency? Just as we said, so continually investing, continually investing and making sure that you have that uh, financial, that you aren't, you aren't uh, too comfortable in your finances, that that internal or external motivation has been very beneficial to me. But again, it's, a, it's that connection between the goals that you're looking to create and uh, your day to day activities. So I knew that by 32, I wanted to have financial freedom and I wanted to be able to set myself up. So if I was going to have a family that I'd be able to not work if I didn't want to work. So I was willing to do whatever it took. And I knew that part of it was going to come from commissions, but more of it would be coming from investments. Mm -hmm. So continually was just focused on that um, cash flow so that I can make a, make those investments. Yeah. And, and, so let's say that again, you're probably not going to get to a $10 million net worth strictly by selling real estate, right, Bill? No, no, definitely not. That's okay. a, well, you could, I'm sure there has been, there's been a lot of people, but, but not in the time period that I was able to do it, or I wasn't able to do it in that time period. Yeah. I mean, that's tough, right? If you're just, even if you make $2 million a year, you're going to pay taxes. There's, there's no way you get to where you are today without taking big, big risk. Right. Most people don't take risks. Why do you take so, so much risk? It's huge risk. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's calculated risk. Like there, there are risks. Like if you, 
have the confidence that you can perform each day and that you can, uh, as long as you prospect that you will earn your clients and that you will convert that, then um, once you have that confidence, it's easier to make those steps to uh, move forward. Gotcha. Confidence and it's calculator risk. How much in, uh, information, because you make super quick business decisions. It's like one day you call me up and you're like, John, I want to start a, a, a brokerage. And I had to think about it for a few weeks before I said, okay, right? But how much information do you need to make a quick decision on the subject? De a decent amount of information and it helps to have people that have uh, experienced in it, like asking lots of questions, uh, going out there and, and finding people who have brokerages like we did. We, we interviewed a number of different managing brokers and broker owners to see what their experience was like. So um, the more people that you can talk to and the more books that you can read, if it's someone that, where you can't talk to somebody, it really helps you make those decisions uh, by doing, doing that research. Doing the research and you're naturally analytical, right, Bill? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, fairly analytical, yeah. Yeah, so you, you, you read well and then you digest well and then you have the information, but you don't, as a true analytical, you make slow decisions. Mm -hmm. You also had that driver in you when you where you just said, okay, let's go for it. Definitely. Right. Once, so, that's one benefit. And sometimes it's, it's a, it's a cost, but once, once I've made a decision, then we move, we move very fast and we don't look back. And lots of times we've made the wrong decision, but um, that's okay. Uh, like you gotta be okay with failure and, and making wrong decisions. And, and just knowing that it's not going to be the end of the world. You're going to be able to regroup. You're going to be able to figure it out. You still have your skills. I still have my sales skills. If, worst game to worst I could always go back into sales I don't ever see that happening but you still have that confidence knowing that you have built your own personal growth to a level that everything's always going to be okay even if you make the wrong decision Ooh, I, I love that what you just said you through this journey even if you lose everything you've built up your personal growth so you're at that level already where if you lose everything you can get it right back anyways you're not scared of the worst case scenario now right it's all upside. We'll see what happens. Once I have a family and kids may slow down, but for now it's, uh, it's all, it's all moving forward. Uh, so are you single bill? I'm, I'm seeing someone now. Yeah. Are you seeing, Oh, that's too bad. Single ladies out there, you know, 32 year old millionaire. <laughs> My goodness, Bill. Hey, we got a great question over here from Adam Chahal. Bill, what did you do to consistently strengthen that relationship between activities and goals? Strengthen the relationship between activities and goals. Well, it's having a really clear goal. No, like that was the most important thing. What are you working towards? Like, why are you showing up at the office at 4 or 15 in the morning? And, and if you aren't clear on why you're doing what you're doing, then it's going to be hard to stay committed. So find something that you really want to achieve and then find a system that will help get you there and follow somebody who's done it. John's got some great insights or some, somebody who's doing what you want to do. And uh, as soon as you see those daily activities moving you towards that goal, then, uh, then it becomes a lot easier. Definitely. Clarity is power. And, and from day one, Bill, that was your goal to become financially independent, financially free. And so once you have that so clear, everything else here just becomes automatic. It was like, I got to do this and then find a mentor that has done it. And, you, and then you find the next board to a mentor that has done what you want to do and then just keep moving forward and just follow yeah. that. Exactly. Okay. What did you do? Uh, what did a typical day look like for you as a realtor from Mac? 
from Mac. Uh, when I was a realtor and I was one of the main person in production, I'd be at the gym at six, back to the office at 7.30. Uh, I would be role-playing at 7.30 to eight, and then I'd be calling from eight till noon. Lunch, okay. door knocking or calls in the afternoon and then, or uh, afternoon or evening appointments. There you go. There you go. So how come you, you start waking up earlier as you got out of real estate? I know. Crazy, eh? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, mostly because I, I needed my 9 a.m. till 12 noon to manage the development projects. Uh, and with training the agents, uh, it needed to move that into the morning so that they could have their mornings and afternoons free to prospect as well. So we just found that the training time was best suited while everyone else was sleeping. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so 9 a.m. To, to noon. Then now what, what happens in the afternoon now for yourself? For myself? Yeah. Uh, I, if I need to be available for one of the agents on one of their appointments or, or something, then I will be available for them. Otherwise, mm -hmm. most days I can, uh, I can be off one, two o'clock. And then what? What, what do you do? <laughs> I, I've, I've picked up golf, so I go to the driving range. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So guys, this is how you have a life and become a 10, 10 millionaire, multi, multi-millionaire at 32, wake up at 345. You heard it here. So Sally has a 16-year-old boy, uh, son. Uh, do you have any special tips for someone who's young? Special tips for someone who's young. Um, special tips for someone who's young. Just get as much experience as you can. Uh, if uh, whatever you're interested in, go find somebody who's working in that field. And, and even if you're not going to get paid, just ask them if you can shadow them, just learn as much as you can from uh, whoever's willing to, to teach you. And, and it's all, it's all upside at 16. Even if you're 25, uh, like find somebody who's doing what you're doing and, and doing what you want to do and, and tell them uh, that you'll work for them for free. Uh, and then just start working for them. And after two or three months, it, they're either going to hire you or, or it's not gonna be the right fit. So just get yourself in the door somehow. Absolutely. Great, great advice. Sally, I hope that, help, hope that helps for uh, uh, your 16-year-old son. Now, I'm, I'm curious, uh, Bill, do you think you can teach someone to be hungry or it's just inherent in you to be hungry? I, I don't know if you have to teach someone to be hungry, but somebody, if you, if you want to achieve a goal, you have to, you have, to have that internal, that internal motivation. If you, if you don't, if you don't want, uh, yeah, if you don't want it, you're not going to do it. So, um, it's for each person to decide what type of life they live. And, and my life's definitely not the best life uh, or it's good for me, but it's not the right life for anybody else. Um, right. so you pick what you want in life and then find a way to, to make that happen. Take what you want in life as whatever it is, you got to be hungry for that, but you got to get real clear about your goal. Right. Great question from John Fong. I might have missed it, but what was or still is your why? So, a big part of what I want to do now is be able to provide younger agents or younger anyone really the ability to have the success that I had for them to achieve their own personal financial freedom. Uh, I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of satisfaction from that and seeing their growth and and their ability to achieve similar results that I've been able to achieve. And, uh, and then moving forward, just being able to create a bigger impact, helping uh, life be better for more people, whether that's through development projects and housing or reducing the financial burden or anything else that's just going to make life more enjoyable. There you go. Being a contribution, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's huge, man. Thank you for your contribution today, Bill. Um, 
what was the other tip that you had for us? Uh, read books, read, read books. books. Yeah. Read books. Find a mentor and read books. Just focus on your own personal growth and, uh, and always be hungry to learn everything that I've done. Uh, I learned from somebody else. I stopped trying to make it up myself early. Mm-hmm. Um, just find what other people are doing and then, uh, copy it, put your own personal twist to it and, uh, and then execute at a high level. Execute at a high level after you read those books. How many books a year do you read? Um, I've have around two or 300 in my, in my audible. So two or 300 in your audible. Okay. That's over eight years. Right. Okay. I don't know. I don't count. Maybe, uh, one month is probably the average one a month. Okay. That's reasonable. One or two. I don't know. (laughs) That math's not making sense. I don't know. I don't know how many books I read, but I just keep reading books. You just keep reading books, keep reading yeah. books. So just like every night I use the sleep timer, normally get about an hour, hour and a half in it each evening. And then um, paperback or audible? No, audible. Audible. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you take notes as you, as you listen. Yeah. Well, no, no, I don't take notes. I sit there quietly in bed while I'm trying to go to sleep. Mm, that's perfect. Perfect. Uh, so what, what now, Bill? I mean, you're 32 years old. You're worth over $10 million. What, what's next in the next five to 10 years? What does that look like? Uh, I'm back to the uh, rebuilding stage. Like the development uh, industry is not easy. It's hmm. a slow, it's a slow approval process and uh, it's complicated. So I'm in the beginning of that and I'm learning a lot. Um, I've got some great partners that are mentoring me and teaching me that we're, uh, we're learning how to develop properties and, and, uh, and that's going to be the focus until we've mastered that skill and, and then continue on. It sounds like it's more of a personal um, growth journey for you, this whole thing. Yeah, it's big part of, yeah, big part of just continuing to, to invest in ourselves and level up and create more impact. So is that more important than the number of, of 10 million, 50 million, 100 million itself? Now it is. Yeah. Okay. Before the financial, um, financial freedom and, and personal security was very important. Now we have achieved that. It, it's more about the impact that we can make. So unless you're worth $10 million, you, you, you can't say you just want to focus on personal growth. <laughs> you got to go for the number goal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. Bill, you are um, just one of a kind. You're one of a few few billion people, man. I, I, I don't know if I've ever met anybody else like you. You're just a phenomenal guy. And thank you so much for showing up today. Bill, how can we follow you? How can we send you referrals or join your team? Um, you can uh, look at the website. We have our contact details are there. Uh, reach out to us. Um, yeah, we're definitely looking to hire a couple more agents for September. And uh, anything else that I can do for anybody, um, find a way to find me and i can't thank you enough for today uh, i think everybody has their jaw dropped uh so do reach out to bill guys and um you know thank you again thank you again thank, thank you all for right guys being a part of this have a great Appreciate day it, thank you thank you bill